I'm Amina Zina, and you're listening to the Stay Fit, Stay Lit podcast. If you're ready to take your fitness, your body, and your life to the next level, then this is the place to be. And I'm so excited you're here, so now let's begin. Hey, it's me, Amina. So glad you made it to today's episode because I'm super happy to be back. I just got back from my little month-long bender, I'm calling it, because I was all over the world just recently in Switzerland, Belgium, New York City, and Miami, having my best life, having my best time. So I wanted to sort of capture this energy. I know it's been a minute since the last podcast because I have been super busy making things happen, and that's really what today's topic is about. It's about making it happen. It's about being consistent. It's about being resilient. I saw that today in a quote. I was like, yeah, that hit me because it is hard to get up every single day and continue to do whatever it is you're doing in life. But when it comes to fitness, when it comes to health, when it comes to being your best physically, mentally, like we're talking about you, you know, because you are the game piece in your game. You got to be the main player, but you got to have that game piece, right? So that's what today's episode is all about. I'm feeling the fire feeling the fire because I'm doing the things that excite me every single day. So I want to explain where I've been, what I've been doing, what I learned. So yeah, those of you that are back again, thanks for listening to the show, supporting you, the real MVP. And for those of you listening for the first time, yo, you made it to the Stay Fit, Stay Lit podcast. I'm your girl, Amina Zena. I've been a personal trainer and group fitness instructor since 2009. So for the past 13 years, I'm in the gym every single day training, training my clients, teaching my classes. I'm also a DJ, so I like to get lit. That's why the podcast is called Stay Fit, Stay Lit, because the whole point of being fit is so that you look good. You can go party and have fun, right? Now, you can party no matter how you look, but you know what I mean? The party's better when you're feeling yourself, when you're feeling your outfit. So I'm all about living your best life, and I'm recently celebrating that my business permit renewed in Amsterdam. And I'm just really excited about it, even though I knew it was going to happen because that's just who I am. That's just what I've been doing for 13 years, literally. So it's like, okay, at this point, you know, I know that certain things in my life are going to be a habit at this point because success is really a habit. It's a system of the habits you create. So if you make things a habit, you're more likely to succeed because our brain, it's all about subconscious programming. It's all about beliefs. I've learned over time, over coaching, over taking several courses reading several books about the brain and psychology you know i've learned a lot that we really are habits we really are the things that we believe because we take action based on what we believe we can have in life if you know there is no limit you're going to show up like there is no limit and that's why i was like yo i'm going to go on this crazy trip and have the time of my life why because i want to you know, I feel like so much of life is you should be at work, you should be saving money, you should be this, you should be that. What about what you want to do? What do you actually want to do with your one and only life and your time? And I knew that at that moment, I had been working so hard. 2021 has been, it's been a weird year, not going to lie. It's been a good year, but a weird year, a very transitional year for all of us. I think for me personally, I know that there's still this sort of after effect of the pandemic. I know we want to get over it. I know we want to get on with it. And I feel like it's definitely mostly done. At least to me, I'm like 92% out of this thing. You know, there's still the residual. There's still, you know, the conversation. But for me, I'm really out. 
Like it's, I'm, I've moved on. I've made my mark as far as what I want to work on next. You know, I feel like, I felt like it was a game of chess in a way. Like life is always testing us. Life is always playing a game with us. We have to remember that. Like life is supposed to be fun. Life is unexpected. Never get too comfortable because the second you get comfortable, life gonna give you a bunch of reasons to be uncomfortable again. So we have to embrace the discomfort because that's really the only way to grow. I realized that today in my spin classes, I taught two back-to-back classes and man, I'm feeling it because the past two weeks I haven't been teaching. You know, I've been taking other workouts and doing other things, but here's the thing about fitness. It takes a lot longer for your muscles to atrophy than it does for you to use cardio to you. Sorry. (laughs) It takes a lot more time for your muscles to shrink and atrophy than it does for you to lose your cardiovascular strength. Like cardiovascular strength goes away much faster than muscle strength. So during my two weeks, I actually leaned out because I was still eating well. I was still prioritizing the gym. Like, especially when I was in New York, boo, I was in a class every single day. I was taking classes for the first time. I got to go see my friend. Shout out to Kamei. Shout out to Akin. He just opened his studio, which is absolutely epic. The whole world knows about it. It's army. It was so amazing to go and see him do his thing and take his classes. So like, In New York, I was working out and I did take his spin class, which is epic. But the thing is, there's a difference between taking one class a week and when you got to be the instructor teaching 10 classes or more a week. So today I came back, got my ass handed to me by myself and it felt great. You know, I really I miss working hard sometimes. We have to make hard work a good thing. I think especially being back in New York, being back in the States for so long, because I was also in Miami, which y'all know Miami's lit, you know, like. Hustle culture in America is a real thing, and there's good and bad to that. Hopefully, a lot of us took the time to rest during the 2020 thing. I don't even want to say the P word. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Hopefully, y'all took a good rest in 2020. I know it was a little bit stressful. I know for me, it was super stressful, but it also pushed me. The pressure is what makes us a diamond. When I lived in New York City for eight years, every single day, you had to get up and take a huge, big-ass leap forward. In New York City, if you're not making progress, you dead. You know, you're not growing, you dead. And that's true no matter where you live. I feel that in Amsterdam, I felt that everywhere I've lived, in Washington, D.C., even in my hometown in West Virginia, I felt like, yo, if I want to get out of here, I got to get up and go for it. So the hustle culture, it does produce some good things. I can't say it hasn't, you know, because I believe in manifestation. I know that if you focus on things, you'll attract them. I definitely believe that you can attract money and success in a lot of ways besides going out and getting it. Sometimes it is sitting back and embracing the feminine energy, whether you're a man or a woman. It's just about understanding that so much of your life is about receiving. Like you have to receive your blessings and stay open to them. Because I feel like the hustle culture in America, a lot of times like people hustle, but then they get the rewards, but then they don't know how to hold on to the rewards. Like at least in New York, you're just always out and out and out and getting it. Like I remember having so many great days as a personal trainer, as a group fitness instructor, teaching these epic classes or getting people signed up and changing their life. And you just like, you celebrate success for two seconds and you're back on the grind. So I do think Americans need to have more downtime in general, you know, more than a two week off a year sort of thing, like take a month off a year at least. I've loved that from living in Europe. Europeans be taking long vacations. And that's how it should be. You know, Americans take longer vacations. But for real, success is about systems. It's about habits. And once you get aligned, you have to take action every single day. I, you, you just do. 
You got to take action towards your goals every single day if you want them to happen. doesn't matter what it is, but especially with fitness. And even if you can't work out literally every single day, because I get it, sometimes working out can wipe you out. You know, sometimes you have hard sessions and you're tired and maybe there's a day when you don't want to be as tired. I get it. But you still have to do things for your health and fitness every single day. Even if you work out three, four times a week, you know, on those other days you're eating clean or you're stretching, you're foam rolling, you're doing maybe lighter forms of fitness. But for me, honestly, I'd be going hard every single day. And I think going hard in the gym, like literally whether you see it or not on Instagram, I'm lifting weights six times a week, usually. Sometimes four. On my vacation, it was more like, I'd say it's like four to five. You know, I worked out most days on the vacay, but some days it wasn't about working out. It was about the party. But more often than not, you have to be doing the thing that you want to be good at in order to stay good at it too. It's not just about getting there once and now you're there. That's also what I want to talk about today. Like, cool, what's next? You know, sometimes that like what's next energy, that New York, like, all right, you succeeded, but what are you doing tomorrow? Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes that is going to be the best energy for you to get things done. That get things done in a healthy way where I'm still taking care of myself, where I'm still prioritizing, having a fun and having a life, but still I'm fit, still I'm successful. And, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people about what's next for me and it's super exciting. Let me take a quick water break. Let me just take the sip of water. See, like, you got to measure twice and cut once because sometimes you can't go back. Actually, you can never go back. You got to keep moving forward. And for me, I'm opening up my own studio, and it's just been kind of crazy because I'm actually sitting down with investors. Yes, I've spoken with multiple investors. I have a team. I have software developers. I have co-founders. I got people that are really in this with me, and it's not fully brought to life yet because it's a process and I realize can I really just avoid telling the world about the process I don't think so because y'all need to know where it's coming from it's coming from me and it's something that I've been building for a while now you know I've had moments in the past where I didn't know how far I was going to take fitness because in the beginning of anything none of us really know how much far ahead we're going to be doing whatever it is we're doing as a career, where we live, who we're dating, those sort of things. So I think Steve Jobs, I always refer to his quote about, you know, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. Sometimes you just have to move forward in faith. You have to trust that things are going to work out. But the only way you're going to ever know how things work is if you take action. Because as we start taking steps, even let's say you go in the wrong direction, Now you can cross that off as an option. Like you tried it, cool, we can move on now. We're going to get to what we're meant to do faster when you take action sooner, whether it's the right move or not. Because I've been in fitness for 13 years consistently, never dipped. It's been my full-time thing for 13 years. And I've done other things on the side. Like, you know, I will say I started DJing on the side. Eventually DJing really started to pick up for me and it was something where, I felt like I knew I could replace my training with it. That's how big it was starting to get for me, but I've never wanted to stop training. No matter what, I'm always going to work out. I want to work out. I want to share workouts with people. That's just who I am at this point. But I wouldn't have gotten there if I hadn't made other decisions that helped me get there. You know, I've tried out for other gyms and got rejected multiple times. As good as I know I am, you know, I've had to face crazy rejections in New York. Like, I've had letters written to me about how I am not athletic enough 
or fit enough to work at this gym. Like people have really, I've had moments where I could have been broken bad. You know, I've had moments where people have really tried to break me in my first couple of training jobs, you know, like not to say this in like an over-exaggerated way, but a lot of gyms and the trainers sort of like haze you for real, like to get in the, the click, you know what I mean? It sounds crazy, but when you're joining certain gyms, especially in New York City, you know, they got you doing some crazy stuff, like nothing like dangerous, nothing like life threatening, but like they'll put you through these crazy workouts that you can barely keep up with and busting your ass and like really pushing you through it. Like, you know, you're at the bottom of the food chain and you're the new trainer in the gym and you got to pick up towels and you got to pick up weights and you got to meet everybody. And it's like crazy in the beginning of being a trainer at a lot of gyms in New York, considering how competitive it can be. So I've had moments in this industry where I thought, man, this shit is crazy, man. And, you know, I've always wanted to do it, though. I've always wanted to be an athlete in a sense. And as a fitness instructor, you are a semi-athlete. You know, you're training 10, 20, even 30 classes a week sometimes. And even if you aren't necessarily doing the whole workout in a lot of these classes, because look, a lot of times, sometimes the class isn't even about the instructor doing it with you. It's not always about that. You know, like when you look at professional sports, the coach isn't always on the field with the players, you know, probably never. So as a fitness instructor, it is a little bit of both. You are the coach, but you're also playing because you have to demonstrate and you have to be able to do the workout or you shouldn't be teaching it. You know, if you can't do exactly what you're asking your client to do, don't ask them to do it. I 100% like live by that. And there have been some circumstances, though, where I have trained certain people who were stronger than me, like certain men and, and stuff like that. Like especially in New York, like I've trained firefighters. I've trained some army people they used to come to my spin classes and stuff so I even had a few personal training clients in the very beginning that's when I knew I didn't really want to work with guys that were too much stronger than me because this dude like I almost tore my lat because we were passing a medicine ball back and forth and he passed it so hard he was like 225 like played football at his college like he was I don't even know it was crazy so like he came in and he wanted to do a free personal training session so I just happened to be there I did the session. I've also trained like some basketball players. And it's crazy because you have to ask them to do something that's like super heavy. Maybe they can do like an 80 pound shoulder press or a hundred pound, you know, single arm tricep extension, but I can't do that. So it felt very unsure. It was kind of like, okay, I don't know if I should be training these dudes that are super big and brolic and stuff. You know, I did have male clients. I still do have male clients, but there just has to be a level of expectation as far as you know where you're at and what you want and that's something I believe in is like you have to be who you are and you have to start where you're at with the knowledge and the gifts you have and just keep cultivating from there you know the only way to get to the next level and be better is to show up and keep doing it every single day and just knowing what you want and knowing who you are and I know we were talking about me opening a studio and that's just really where I'm headed with it now just all of that all of that ties into this thing about me not wanting to ever let go of training, no matter how many times, no matter how hard I've fallen, and no matter how much backlash I face. Like, this is what I'm meant to do. And I'm also meant to make music. I'm also meant to do other things with my life. And sometimes those things aren't necessarily going to be the thing you pursue the most. Maybe they're part of becoming a more well-rounded person. 
Because when I was in New York, I used to go to improv comedy shows like all the time because I love comedy, especially in New York. You can drop into a comedy club like they're all over town. Just go laugh for an hour. It's the best. I used to love doing that. And now that I live in Amsterdam, I know it's here, but a lot of it's in Dutch. So I'm working on my Dutch. If I want to stay any longer, I have to get fluent. And anyways, though, when I was in New York, I was going to these comedy clubs and I entered a drawing. You know, you're in the audience. They have raffle tickets. You get a raffle ticket. And I ended up winning free improv comedy lessons for like three months. I was like, this is awesome. And it just happened to work out because I used to train at this class on Monday afternoons. And then right after the class, like pretty much in the same neighborhood, I was able to take the comedy lesson. Like, you know, this is Midtown Manhattan. So I was just already there. I was always there. And like, yeah, it was just really cool because I learned how to improv. I learned how to kind of be funny in a sense. It was definitely a comedy class. And it was weird because in the class, nobody would really ever laugh at my jokes. Like I felt like I had friends in the class and people were cool. There was probably like 15 of us and we would just have these improv sessions. And the whole thing about taking improv comedy is that you keep saying yes and. Like you can never shut down the idea. It always has to be, no matter how crazy it is, you'd be like, I see a unicorn in my backyard. And the other person has to say something. Yeah, and it has a great set of fur boots. And you'd be like, yeah, and it got the fur boots from the bear's house. Like you just say whatever you want and you just have to keep building on the yes, on the possibility. So even in a sense of like, yeah, I learned how to act. And I, I, we had a show and it's funny because I wasn't sure how the audience was gonna react to my jokes, but nobody ever laughed in class. But when I brought my friends and family to come see it, like I brought like 20 people out, plus there was already people there. I'd say there's probably like 50 to 60 people in the audience and everybody laughed at my jokes. And I was like, oh, I guess I am kind of funny. And like some people get my humor. So that's also something too I learned is that, you know, even if you don't see it now, you are going to get the recognition you deserve. And sometimes you just have to be in that moment of cultivating, of learning, of practicing for yourself. Like I was doing that for me. As much as the people in my class didn't really get my humor and they were all actors, they were all people that wanted to be actors professionally. And I never really wanted to be a professional actor. Like if somebody was like, hey, Amina, come be in a movie. I would say yes, absolutely. But as far as like taking acting lessons in college and you know, I took theater in college, you know, it was my minor, but it wasn't something I like getting on stage and wearing a costume on Broadway wasn't necessarily the path that I knew I was going to take. As much as I love going to a Broadway show, I love musicals and theater and I love going to movies. I just knew that path wasn't for me. So I, I was kind of the odd one out in that class. And it was just kind of fun being in this environment that was completely different and it helped me open up my mind. Like that's why we have to keep trying new things and we have to be able to laugh at ourselves in the process. Like you can't take ourselves too serious. And if you want to be successful at anything, in the beginning, you aren't going to be good. You have to be willing to look silly or dumb in the beginning if you want to be successful at anything. You know, and my investors told me I have a great idea. My investors are out here telling me that, you know, I got to get non-disclosure agreements and the name is too good and everything is, people are going to rip it off. So we already have to get lawyers involved. And this is already something like, it's taken me 13 years of figuring it out and teaching surfboard classes and running around New York like a crazy person, teaching 30 classes a week. And at one point in time, I had a drop shipping store on the side, like making money on selling stuff. And I've had a YouTube channel. I was at one point a full-time YouTuber and blogger. You know, I've had moments of 
being successful in other things, but fitness has always been the only thing that's been like, wow, sticking through it all. Of course, music always has for me, but music has come in several different forms. And I'd say my fitness, it has come in several different forms, but it's mostly been about strength training and teaching spin. Like spin was my first certification. And 13 years later, I have been teaching spin, you know? And also being a personal trainer has been my main thing as well because it was spin, personal training certification. Those are my two main certs. Those are the two main things that I really have been doing in fitness. And even the the classes I teach that are weight-based, it really does feel like, wow, this is like a real training session. So I specialize in things that have to do with weights. Like I teach strength training. I teach how to build muscle. To some extent, we can work on corrective, you know, and I also teach spin because spin is my favorite form of group fitness. I did teach Zumba for a little bit. Like I said, I taught surf set classes. I taught Pilates classes. I've taught all sorts of classes. I've taught boot camps. I've taught high intensity boot camps. I've taught boot camps with like box jumps and, you know, battle ropes. I've taught a battle ropes class. I taught TRX and TRX certified. I've taught trampoline classes. I've taught moon boot classes. I have taught so many kinds of classes, man. But really, it's been for me about strength training and spin and just biking in general because in my free time, I bike almost every single day. In New York, I didn't bike as much, but every weekend or so, every other weekend, I was riding a bike and riding through Central Park because I just love to bike. And I love to walk too. I was just thinking how effective and simple just getting a few more steps in is. Really walking, man. Don't underestimate the small things, you know? Being fit is really a lifestyle. So as far as going and getting this studio up, things are definitely heading in the right direction. And like I said, it's a work in progress. There will be an opening date. There will be a day when I go and we put the floor in and we paint the walls and we set the mirror up. There will be the day when we ship the products and ship the t-shirts and we do all the things we're going to do. These days are here. These days are coming. But right now, in this moment, it's still and forever is always going to be a daily thing. So remember that, people. Remember that. Everything you want is a decision. When you decide, when you stay committed, you can have as much success as you want. Things are going to get hard and you got to get more creative when things get hard. You got to be the person that doesn't quit. Yeah, life is going to knock you down. Life's going to test you and sometimes people aren't going to be nice to you and you are going to be okay. You're going to be fine because you have always been able to make anything you want happen. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. You've always found a way. You always have. You always will. Trust that. That's how I'm trusting it now. You know, I feel excited. That's another thing too is like you have to follow your excitement. When you feel fire for it, when you can't stop thinking about it, when you know it in your bones that that's meant for you, don't ever give up on it. Be relentless. Don't stop because you don't have to settle because we can create our reality. We can create the reality where everything goes right and we get exactly what we want and we help people in the way we're meant to help them and we can create the life we want to live. It starts in your mind. It starts with believing. It starts with knowing. It starts with reprogramming your subconscious mind. You know, there's resources out there. You know, I know a little bit about it. I know that reprogramming your subconscious mind really comes down to you journaling, meditating, maybe even doing some EFT, emotional freedom technique tapping. Maybe you need to get a therapist. Maybe you need to take some mushrooms and smoke some weed. Whatever it takes. We all need to get in touch with our inner beings and heal ourselves and work on ourselves in that way. That's also a super important part of, of becoming that 
next level version of yourself and take action as that next level version you know believe that you can because yeah there are tons of investors on the planet but you know what the fact that we're getting responses back that these investors can feel the enthusiasm and they they already know when we give them that presentation they know that this is an idea they want to get in on and they want to help that feeling of like wow people believe in this because i believe in this that's what it comes down to when you believe in yourself so much other people will believe in you because if you don't believe in you who's supposed to believe in you if you don't believe in you who why should we because that's what it is boo you know you gotta you gotta earn it you deserve it but you still have to earn it put in your blood sweat and tears for it fall down a few times and get back up a few times learn what it takes and then do it and then do it better and then become a master of it and then stay a master of it you never regret going the extra mile for yourself you never regret showing up on 10. remember we got one life remember all you have is now so if you're good right now you're good right now because it's always now and remember yo you gotta shoot your shot if you miss you shoot again and you shoot and you shoot and you practice and you practice and now you're michael jordan that's how it goes. Michael Jordan got rejected from his high school basketball team. I've been rejected, and I still got up and corrected. All right, well, let me stop. <laughs> Y'all hear that crazy sound? Having a few technical difficulties, but we're still going to keep going. Stumble over your words. Keep going. That's what life's about. So that's why I wanted to share that as the most recent update. New York, Miami, Switzerland, Belgium all in one month, trains and planes and buses. I was the joker for Halloween. Check out my Instagram, Amina Zena and Amina Zena Fitness. But I post more about my party life on my Amina Zena page. That's my DJ page. Also getting ready to start a brand new band with my boyfriend. So get ready for that. I'm very excited to create some music also in this process. Like I don't have to slow anything down. You can have it all. If you manage your time, you can have it all. So remember that you have 168 hours in a week. This is the best hack ever. You should write it down because you have 168 hours in a week. So it's how you spend them. And I remembered being in New York. Like when I was in New York, I've been there twice this year in 2021. Like I act like I'm not there a lot, but like at this point in time, I've spent almost two months this year in New York. You know what I mean? Like I've been there. And every time I'm there though, I just feel this energy of like, yeah, like you got to show up. You got to show out. You got to use every minute of your day. In New York, I was using every minute of my day. It was accounted for. You need to account for every minute of your day sometimes. You can have seasons where you rest. You have seasons where you chill. But if you really want to get shit done and be a boss and be remembered and have an impact, you got to use every minute of your day, like down to the minute. Like I'm down to the minute right now. I'm going to wrap this podcast up even though I'm feeling fired up, but I'm down to the minute right now every single day. Push limits. I'm going to give you all a few more minutes. But yeah, Miami was cool. I stayed with my friend. She lives there. I really like Miami. Like, I could see myself also spending extended time there. Like, I, I could definitely do a month in Miami for sure. That would be lit. And then there was Switzerland. Switzerland was cool. That was a totally different culture. We were on a cruise. Boyfriend's band was playing a show. So I went and we were rocking out. I drank beer for the first time. I was drinking beer all month. See, I don't really drink that much. You know, I can say that. I have about anywhere from 10 to 30 drinks a calendar year. That is how little I drink because I keep it light. If I do go out, I literally have one, maybe two. 
because I, I got drunk in college a few times and I was like, this sucks. Like I'm throwing up, you know, it's just never, it's never been that great of a night for me when I got too drunk or when you have a hangover and like as a fitness instructor, I just can't do it. Like, you know, I had my moment in college. You think you're grown, you move out of the house, you want to drink alcohol and then you're puking everywhere. And then I was like, this is, this is too much. Can't do it. Nope. When I got to New York, cleaned it up. <laughs> I was like, if I want to be successful out here, especially as a trainer, there isn't a whole lot of space for excessive drinking. So yeah, you go out, you have a beer or two, you have a wine or two. I can't do liquor. No judgment, but my body just rejects it. I can have wine. This is fermented grapes. There's reverse atrol. Wine has some health benefits. Even beer, to an extent, is almost like a prebiotic. It's like fermented wheat, whatever. If you have a gluten intolerance, you probably shouldn't drink beer, but I, fortunately, my body can tolerate gluten. You know, whatever. Even kombucha is slightly alcoholic. So there is some, you know, health benefit to having a fermented drink. Plus, you're having fun with your friend. Maybe you're dancing. It loosens you up a little bit. But overall, like, I stay away from drinking for the most part because it's excessive calories, because it messes with your circadian rhythm, you know? But yeah, during this month, I definitely was drinking. Why? Because it was my month to have fun. I planned that. I knew I was going to go out a lot. So I was like, hey, if I'm going to go out and do it, I'm going to have fun. You know, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm still going to work out. I'm still going to eat well. I'm only going to have a few drinks on the weekend. Even on Halloween, I had one beer, maybe a beer and a half, you know? I like to smoke weed. I definitely love to smoke weed. That is sort of my drink. You know what I mean? Because with weed, you don't have to worry about calories. You smoke it, you get high, feel nice, you survive, you remember everything. It's anti-inflammatory. It's a medicine, people. It's a medicine. It's not a medicine for everybody. It doesn't have to be for everybody. Not everything is for everybody. You know what I mean? But that is definitely something that works for me. Just smoke a little bit of weed, have a beer or two. That's what I was doing in New York, Miami, it's whatever. You know, weekends, had fun. It was lit. It was all good. No drama. That's the thing, man. I gave up drama. I gave up drama to be successful because I definitely used to have drama. Man, I used to definitely be, I used to have trauma. That rhymes. I had drama and trauma. And then I decided to heal from all that. And even moving to New York initially, I remember it was 2011, just graduated college. I knew there was no turning back. I didn't have a plan B. I've never had no plan B, boo. Never had a fallback plan. I don't have a fallback option. The only option is to succeed. And I knew that I'd have to give up having petty drama with people that I could only focus on having people in my life that add value, people that are productive, people that are positive. You need to surround yourself with people moving forward. You know, you sometimes you got to leave people stuck in the past if that's where they belong. You got to be able to make that decision. And I think moving to New York, you have to make decisions quick. If you want to survive out there, you got to move quick. You got to figure it out quick because rent's due. Things are happening. You got to keep it moving. And in Amsterdam, I think you have to figure out the way to work smarter and not harder. Amsterdam definitely rewards the smart worker. You know, if you know how to leverage your time in a way that's that's good and you can still maximize your effectiveness and the amount of clients or people, whoever you serve, that's what Amsterdam's about. So I'm kind of combining these two energies and I'm really excited now to have five more years in the Netherlands to create this next move and to create this global community. I really can't wait to bring it to life because as much as I talk about it here and I love to talk, I'm that person that brings people together in person. I realize that about myself. Everything I've done for the past 13 years has been about 
life, like real life events. Like people really come to my classes every day. People really come to my DJ gigs when I have them. And I'm the type of person I just love to invite people to experiences. And I want to create a bigger experience to share with y'all. So it is coming. It is happening. It's really 2022. I'm bringing some brand new fitness vibes to the scene. And I want to collaborate with all the other fitness brands out there. You know, for me, I don't think that it's about stepping over anybody or trying to pull somebody down to get to the top because you don't have to. There's enough shine for all of us. There's enough success for all of us. So we should just lift each other up. The way that you lift yourself up is by lifting others, you know? Because the only way to really attract value is to provide value. And that always can't always be measured in the form of money. You know what I mean? I was thinking about that too. Money is great, but man, being able to go to my friend's house, like I was staying with my girl in Miami and I'm like, I can't believe I have such great of a friend in my life. Like we've traveled together. We were in college together. We've done so many fun things together. Like money can't buy friendship like that. You know, money can't buy fun moments at a party that you were dancing with your friends and you just all in like no amount of money can buy freedom and peace of mind and the feeling of tasting a brand new food for the first time or hearing a new language for the first time, landing in a new country for the first time, making your own music, making your own art, looking in the mirror like, damn, I built my body like that. I look that good. That was me today. I was looking at my waist. I got back from a vacation. My waist is still 29 and a half inches. Yep. I prefer to be 29, but I'll take 29 and a half because, boo, I gained unwanted weight and I got rid of it quick. You know, we all have our moments. That's what I'm saying. Even I had a moment. 2020, I didn't know what to do, yo. There was no weights. Couldn't go to any gym. All my classes shut down. No DJ gigs. I was on Zoom every single day, still training people. That also taught me like, wow, I meant for this. I could have pivoted in that time. That was the perfect time to pivot. Could have said, hey, I'm going to just do something else because it's all over. It's all over. But you know what? I stuck it through. I stuck it out. I stuck it through teaching people online. You know, I have a great online course I've recently built. If you all want to find out more, I'll leave a link because it's definitely something that's been working for people. You know, it, it caused me to innovate. And because of this innovation, I'm able to help more people and teach more people about the foundations of the body, fitness, training, macros, all of that. So yeah, I'll definitely leave more information about that because that's also something I've really been excited about making and seeing people actually make progress. Like the pictures people have sent me from the course that just launched, I was like, wow, it's crazy. It's so true that a lot of times it is nice to have the in-person experience. I do want to give that. At the same time though, you can do so much with just information alone. So be willing and always learning in different modalities. Keep reading, keep doing writing, keep doing courses where you listen, keep listening to podcasts, keep watching videos, like keep your mind sharp, you know, keep your mind sharp and keep believing in yourself. Keep rewiring your brain to build habits for yourself that are going to keep you successful. Build the systems as that version of yourself that has the things you want. Ask people that you admire. Ask people that are doing what you want to do, what their day is like. Ask them what their main responsibilities are. That's how you learn how to create systems. You can replicate systems that already work. That's exactly what working smarter is, is not wasting time trying the hard way. It's getting a mentor. It's getting a book. It's getting a coach. It's literally taking information 
and then using that to your advantage so you don't have to waste time so you can create the next innovation. We're always innovating and playing off of each other. That's why I say as you get successful, I get more successful. Like I always like to use the example of Uber. I mean, how many of us love Uber? How easy is it to just get an Uber when you needed a ride? Oh my gosh. I love Uber. Thank you. Whatever developer or person, I don't know who the CEO of Uber is. I don't know who's on the team, but I know it was a bunch of people coming together, being successful, saying, hey, we're going to make this app where you can order a car and we're going to call it Uber. And now that Uber has changed my life. Uber made my life so much easier in New York, in Amsterdam, all around the world. Even in my hometown, you can catch an Uber and get to where you need to be because I didn't grow up with a car and it was so stressful sometimes trying to get a ride. So you see how those people that were successful with Uber made all of us more successful? I mean, how much more boss do you feel pulling up in your own private Uber now, right? Getting your own private car before was such a hassle. Now you get it on your phone, you'd be feeling yourself, pull up to the airport in an Uber, like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Uber helped us all. And we can look around any, just look around your room. Everything you bought was somebody trying to help you. And it ended up helping you and it helped them too. So when you focus on helping other people, you also help yourself. So be positive, write down your goals, create a system. Everybody's system is going to look different. Remember that. Everybody has a different idea and definition of what success is for them. For me, it's all about having the studio up and running, working with thousands of people, tens and hundreds of thousands. I want so many people to come join me in this because I think it's going to be the best workout. I know that nobody on the market is doing it. That is also what really excites me is finally charting some uncharted territory in a sense. And a lot of it, you know, we're not always uh, creating something brand new. Sometimes it is about reinventing the wheel in some aspects. But in a lot of aspects, you can do both. Like I think what I'm doing next is partially reinventing the wheel, sharpening the saw. And it's a little bit about just trying some new things for the first time. Trying a brand new method for the first time. And sometimes you got to do that too, boo. You got to try something new for the first time. Get yourself uncomfortable because that's how you're going to grow. So with that being said, we're going to wrap it up. I got to get to bed. Hope y'all are staying fit, staying lit. We're definitely going to be having more podcast episodes more often. I just needed my vacation. We all need a chance to uh, unwind, right? So now that we're back in the game, I'm really excited about sharing this journey with you week by week or month by month. You're going to see the progress. As far as official dates go, I will say it will be happening in the early part of 2022. That is the most I can say right now. So those of you that are really in it with me, soon you're going to be even in more in it with me. So really excited to share it and see y'all in the next episode. Share this episode with a friend if you know. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you learned something useful and enjoyed what you listened to. And if you did, please feel free to take a screenshot of today's episode and post it in your Instagram stories. And be sure to tag me at Aminazina underscore fitness because I want to meet you and I want to shout you out. So thanks again. And until the next time, stay fit, stay lit.